Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I want to talk to you today about speaking mysteries. Speaking mysteries. Speaking mysteries. And this has to do with yeah, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and, and praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. And it was interesting as I was med- meditating on this this morning, the Lord, He brought something to my attention. And it's one of my, it's one of my um, scriptures that I speak over myself. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31, it says, But covet earnestly the best gifts. And yet, show I unto you a more excellent way. Now, when Paul wrote this, you know, the, the first book of Corinthians was just one long letter. It wasn't broken down to chapter and verse. It was just one long letter. So, when he says that, he says, And yet, I show unto you a more excellent way. Well, these next, the rest of this letter you need to pay attention because that's what he's talking about, a more excellent way. And in chapter 13, which is what they call the love chapter, well, that's, that's really important because without walking in love, nothing will work. You, it just, it's not going to work. If you harbor unforgiveness or you let people make you mad, you know, and you, that, that causes you to stop you know, coming to church or whatever, whatever it is, that's going to mess your whole life up. All right, so chapter 13 talks about you know, the love walk. And then at the end of chapter 13, it says, And now abides faith, hope, and charity in the King James, but it's love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. All right, so he's established in, thir- in chapter 13 the importance of love, because without it, ain't nothing else going to work. But then here we get into chapter 14 here, and let's pick it up in verse 1. It says, follow after love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. Okay, so he's talking about following after love. This is, more, this is the more excellent way. Follow after love and desire spiritual gifts. All right, the actual, the original King James, it actually said spirituals. It didn't say gifts. It says desire, desire spiritual things. Desire the things of the Spirit, but rather that you may prophesy. Now, verse two. This is what we want to get into. Start getting into the meat. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. So, see, when you pray in the Spirit, for those of you that have reached received the baptism of the Holy, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're not speaking to men. You're speaking to God. All right? A lot of times people say, well, I don't understand why why I speak to God. Why why don't I speak in English? Because there's a reason behind it. We'll get into that here in just a minute. He says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him. Albeit in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Howbeit in the spirit, so in the natural, no man understands you when you when you're praying in the spirit. But in the realm of the spirit, you speak mysteries. Hold it. Didn't Paul just say that you don't speak to men, but you speak to God? So what about in the spirit? Is he talking about you praying mysteries? He's talking about in the demonic realm. 
You speak mysteries. In other words, the devil does not understand what you're saying when you're praying in the Spirit. He doesn't understand what's really heavy on your Because when you pray in the Spirit, see, there's things released from you and telling God what's going on. You're tell, you're really, you're expressing to the Father everything you'd like to express in the natural, but you really don't want the devil to hear because you don't want to hear, you don't want the devil to know that you may be really deeply concerned over a certain situation. And uh, fears try to get on you. And you're concerned about that. You don't want the devil to hear that. Why? Because what's he going to do? Hey, let's keep it up. Just keep it. It's working. It's working. Because that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. So see, when you pray in mysteries, the enemy doesn't understand what you're saying. But in the spirit, God understands exactly what you're saying. And he also will have you speak the answers of the situation that you're currently in. By faith. You're declaring the word of God by faith in the realm of the spirit. And that's what Paul is talking about here. Now drop down to verse 4, he says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. That's interesting. When you speak in an unknown tongue, you build yourself up. Well, Jude said that in Jude 20. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Ghost. So you can build yourself up in your most holy faith. <coughs> when you pray in the Spirit. Now, if you flip back to um, chapter 12, in chapter 12, verse 7, it, it starts talking about the manifestation. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Right? To bring increase to all. And it lists the nine gifts of the Spirit. For, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. Now that's not talking about regular Bible faith. That's talking about a spirit of faith. There's a difference. The spirit of faith, when you have the spirit of faith comes on you, everything you pray for happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when the spirit of faith comes on you, it's happening, it's happening right now. It's not one you're going to have to wait. All right, does that make sense? When you're, you know, we're all to be led to be a little life of faith. That's trusting the Lord and believing for his promises to come to pass in our life. But this is something different. It's just a spirit of faith. All right? All right. To another, gifts of healing. By the same spirit, though, to another, the working of miracles. To another, prophesy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all of these worketh that one in the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. In other words, the spirit gives it out as he wills, not you will. You can't pray, Lord, give me the spirit of, uh, of miracles. No, that just is the, is the, is the spirit discern. You know, he determines. 
But, you know, I want to clarify some things here toward the end. He says, he says to another, diverse kinds of tongues. All right? And to another, the interpretation of tongues. Those are two separate gifts, but then it's not talking about you speaking in tongues. Diverse kinds of tongues means you can go into a person that has that gift in operation can go to any country, and they may not know that country's language, but they'll just start speaking it. That's facts. That's really what happened because they said, aren't these Galileans? Yet they speak it in my language. Well, the gifts of, of, of tongues was in operation. They were speaking in an unknown tongue, but what was happening is that the Spirit of God was moving upon them, and the interpretation was coming. The, the, the person from other countries, they heard them in their own language. Likewise, the interpretation of tongues. With the interpretation of tongues, you can go, you can be around people and you don't know what they're talking about because of their language. But you got the gift of interpretation and, and manifestation on you, you start understanding everything they're saying. Even though you don't speak that language. So it's a, it's a different, it's a different gift. But anyway, he's talking about here, these are the nine, you know, nine gifts of the Spirit that you see in operation. Let's go back here. He that, in, in verse uh, 4, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. He builds himself up. For what? Because of what you're going through. You need to be built up. You need to be encouraged. That's why when we come to church, we hear the word of God. That should give you something to latch onto and hold onto throughout the week, and that's what you meditate on. Right? You take that word that God spoke to you, and throughout the week, that's, you should be kind of coming back to it and saying, yeah, I remember when pastor was saying this, but the Holy Spirit, in the meantime, is still ministering to you through that word because he adds to it. Because you just went back, you went back, and you were going back over what, what we were talking about you know, the previous Sunday. Or it could have been two Sundays ago, three Sundays ago. See, that's how, when you pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit starts building you up. He brings you back to referencing things. That's why you know, notes are important. To take, to take notes and write things down so that, what are you doing? You're showing God you're honoring His Word. You, you care about His Word. You care about what He says. So you've got something to go back and say, oh, I don't know, this was such and such date. Yeah, that word was, was spoken then. Yeah, I remember them talking about it. I remember the pastor or the, the guest minister talking about that. So it gives you, a, you know, some clarity. Now, so you speak mysteries when you pray in the Spirit. You speak mysteries. And there's different things about the mysteries that, that you pray. Now, this also occurred in the Old Testament. Go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And I want to read a scripture from there. About mysteries. Mysteries are important. Because they're a mystery to who? They're a mystery not only to Satan, but to other men and women. Because God's got a plan for you in your life. And you'll need to pray it out through the Spirit to get it. That's what it's going to take. You're, there's going to be some things you, you will only hear from heaven when you pray in the Spirit. 
not trying to bring, put condemnation on people. I'm just saying heaven has <laughs> a lot of things for us. You know, if you've ever been that sense that you, you, know, you, you hear the word of God and it excites you and you, it motivates you, and then you're later on that week you're at home and you're thinking about the word of God and you think, Lord, I just sense, I sense there's more. I sense there's more. I want more. I want more. You know why you think that way? Because there's more. There is more. All right, that's a hunger that he's developing inside you to, to, to draw closer to him. All right, because he'll reveal that to you. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, it says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. So what's that tell you? Timing is everything. Timing is everything. And a lot of people, when they pray in the Spirit, or they pray, they're believing that you know, God's going to do something because they want it done right now. No, it says he makes everything beautiful in its time. You know, as I was meditating on that this morning, the Spirit of God reminded me of a, a great minister, man of God back in the 50s and 60s, by the name of William Branham. William Branham had a lot of miracles take place in, in his life and a lot of great heal, healings. And... Um, uh, one of those, I was thinking about Br William Branham. As a matter of fact, we, his grave is over in New Albany, Indiana, and we, we, we've been there, I think, at least once, maybe twice. And he, he had such an anointing that you get around his grave and you can feel the anointing still there. <sighs> um, that reminds me of a couple of things. Uh, Dr. Dufresne bought a chair that William Brandon used to carry with him, a wooden chair that he would take with him when he was out on the road. And he would set that, because he'd go into a hotel room, he didn't have chairs back, he had beds. Well, he wanted a chair to sit and read his Bible. So he carried this fold-up wooden chair. And um, took it where he went. And he would sit in and read his Bible. Well, Dr. Dufresne somehow got a hold of this chair and somebody was selling it and he, and he bought it. So he's there one day sitting in his, his office and somebody from the church stopped by to talk to him and they said, uh, what's, man, what, do you got, what are you doing with this old wooden chair? He said, well, it was from a, a great prophet of God. He said, you can sit in it if you want. He said, well, I'll sit in it. He said, man, this thing's hard, really uncomfortable. He said, man, I, what in the world would he want with that? Kind of questioning things. He said, well, he used it to read his Bible. And this man was a very anointed man. And God had a tangible anointing. And they say there's, that anointing's in that chair because he sat in that chair. And said, well, okay, well, I, don't, I don't feel anything. He got up and they, they finished their, their conversation. And he went ahead and left. And uh, I don't know, it was half hour later or so, doc, Dr. Dufresne said he got up and he, he walked to the front door and went outside and there's this guy laying on the ground next to his car. He walked up and he said, what's going on, brother? He said, I don't know, I can't get up. The anointing hit him. What happened? 
So a very tangible anointing in his life. An impartation. I mean, it was, it was in that, that chair. But anyway, the, this, this uh, scripture here, as I was reading this one, he has made everything beautiful in its time. And Lord quickened that to me about William Branham. William Branham had a vision as he was praying. He, he, he was praying one day and he had this vision. He was out walking on the road or jogging back in those days. And he, uh, he, he looked up as he was jogging and he seen this, he seen this van come over the, just a little hill and then start to descend down, descend down the hill. And when all of a sudden this little girl jumped out in front of the van and the guy slammed on his brakes and the, the van hits the little girl and kills her. And he, he paid close attention and he said, you know, in this dream, it was an orange van. And he said he had, he had, he had seen this. Orange van hits the little girl, and he's running. He he's just happened to be there at that time. And he goes over, he lays hands on her, and she comes back from the dead. So he was meditating on that, 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 that vision that the Lord gave him, that dream that he gave him to when, when he's praying. So one day, a few weeks, maybe even a couple of months later, he's out some city, and he's in between services. He decides to go off running. And he's running down the road. And he looks up, and he's he, kind of like on a hill, and he sees this red van come over the hill. It's a red van. And I thought, wow, that's kind of strange. And as the van got down about three-quarters to the bottom of the hill, all of a sudden, a little girl from nowhere runs across the street in front of the van. The van slams on its brakes. It hits the little girl, and she's dead. And he runs over there. And he prays on her. He, he lays his hands on her, commands her to come back in the name of Jesus. She's dead. She ain't moving. And William Brand stood back and said, Lord, I don't understand this. You showed me in this vision. Me raising this little girl from the dead, and she's not come back. He'd laid hands on her several times. And he looked up, and he said, the only different thing here is that van's red, and the one in the vision was orange. He said, but still, it's the same. Everything's the same. Everything's the same. Why is this not working? Well, the driver of the van, meanwhile, they went to get police and get an ambulance or something to come and look at this little girl. So time's passing by. Well, this is later on in the afternoon of the day, so the sun started to set. About 15, 20 minutes later, and people start showing up about this time. This little girl's, you know, she'd be on the ground, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. People are starting to gather around, and the sun's starting to go down as he looks up. The sun hitting that red van all of a sudden changed that van to orange. And he's seen that, and he went back over, and he, in the name of Jesus, and that girl popped right back up. What do you say here? He makes everything good in his time. Time means everything. See, and, and, and if, if William Brandon had just freaked out and walked away, which he, he, he didn't, he was trying to understand why is this a red van? It's not an orange van. Because there was a time, when it happened in the vision, the Lord knew that van, the whole situation. He was showing him what it would look like at that time. 
maybe that's too deep for some people, but you know, it's timing's everything. Don't get discouraged. When God shows you something, timing is everything. Don't quit. Don't give up. Let me go on to reading this here. It says, He also has planted eternity in men's hearts and minds. A divinely implanted sense of a purpose working through the ages which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. Yet so that man cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. What God has done from the beginning to the end. He, 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 he's planted eternity in men's hearts. You know, another way of saying that, another version it says, He's planted mysteries in man's hearts. And the only one that will re reveal those mysteries to them is God, the Father. He says, in the last part of it, he says, Yet so that men cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. Your mystery is revealed to you when you pray as you intercede and you, have, you develop that prayer life with the Father. And receiving the baptism of the Holy, Holy Spirit is just simply yielding to Him. Simply yielding to Him. I had somebody here recently talk about how somebody I had prayed for years ago. They were just in their home and they were worshiping the Lord and said that the spouse started praying the Spirit. First time ever. Well, real quick, he said, remember years ago, you prayed for him. But it took him this long to yield. You have to yield to him. So the, the, pro the, the, it, the problem wasn't on God's part, it was on them learning to yield. Now, they could have experienced that sooner had they learned more. You know, but at least they, they got it. But so some things that take, you know, it, it takes some time. You'll have to yield to it. What happened in the book of Acts, when the Spirit descended upon all of them, they were all yielding because it says they were all in one accord. They were all together. They were seeking God. They wanted whatever God had. You know, I, and I'm reminded when years ago when I was, I wasn't even 21, I was 20, 19 or 20 years old. My parents had retired from St. Louis, which is where I grew up, went to high school there, started college there. They moved back to Evansville, actually on the west side, small town Blairsville. Dad had retired from the military, retired from McDowell and Douglas. I didn't want to come back with them because I didn't know anybody over here. Now I'm 19 years old. You know, I'm like, I don't want to start, for, I got friends right here. So I stayed over there for a couple of years. And in that process, I was working at a bank in downtown St. Louis called Mercantile Trust. I don't think they're in business anymore. So, Anyway, one of the ladies there had invited me to her church. And uh, just to get her off my case, I just finally said, okay, I'll go. You know, I'd been to church and didn't really think much of it. I mean... 
I found out that I was in trouble years ago when, when I asked my mother what you had to do to get to heaven. She said, just be good. And, you know, if you're good enough, you'll, you'll go to heaven. I thought, I, I, I was at the time 10 or 11 years old. I thought, man, I've, I've messed things up. I ain't going to heaven now. So, you know, it was over with for me. But just to keep this lady, get this lady off my, my back, I finally said, okay, I, 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 I'll go. So, and you know what? One of the things that I, now is the Lord's quickening to me is uh, I went and bought a Bible. I didn't have a Bible. She said, well, she said, well you need a Bible. Okay. Went and bought the Bible. I go to church with her, and, and I can't even tell you the, the message the minister prayed, on, prayed about or teach, spoke about. But at the end of the message, he said, you die, you, you're going to heaven. And you're not saved. Get up here now. I'm like, well, that's what I kind of took me away from church because I, I wanted to know that. I wanted that answer. So I went forward and he led me in a sinner's prayer and gave my life to the Lord. He said, now, uh, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, do you want it? I said, well, do I need it? He said, yeah, you'll need it. <laughs> I said, well, give me, I, I want everything. I said, whatever, whatever I need. If I need that, then I, yeah, let's do that. So he's praying over me, and the elders gathered around, and they start laying hands on me, and they're praying on me, and they, they got, I'm laying on the altar, and I mean, there's, there's like 15, 20 people around me praying. And I don't know, after 15, 20 minutes, I finally uttered like one or two syllables. I don't even remember what it was. So I uttered two, two syllables, and, and that was it. I don't know, I maybe went back to the church one or two more times, I decided to come move back to, to Indiana because financially things just weren't working. I come back here and years later I get married to my wife, Linda. And, um, huh? Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Um, and anyway, anyway I, I, uh, I had tried church, Baptist church, and some, some of them and with no real, you know, it was kind of silly stuff. It was like they didn't want you to learn the Bible. They just wanted you to believe what they were saying. Anyway, so that kind of led me in a wrong path. But then when we got married, her, her and I, I, I rededicated my life to the Lord. She got saved, and we're on fire for God all of a sudden. Because God brought people in my life that could teach me this book. <laughs> that was the whole missing thing the whole time. I didn't have anybody in my life that could sit down and say, Michael, now let's, let's go through the Bible here. Let me show you something in here. I just thought this was a book that priests, that priests had and they, they would teach us from it and we didn't even have to read it. Well, I was wrong. So I wasted, you know, 20, 30 years. Anyway, my mother's in the, now in a, in a nursing home at this time in St. Louis. She has Alzheimer's. She doesn't, she doesn't know anything. And um, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I need to know that my mom went to church, and she was faithful in going to church, but I don't know what kind of church she went to, and they didn't teach any of this stuff. I said, I got to know. I, 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 I got to know. So we're driving over to St. Louis to the nursing home, 
And about part of the way over there, all of a sudden, I start praying in the Spirit. I was just the, the, the Spirit of God came on me. And I'm start, I had done this in, at that time, 20, 20 years, something like that, 25 years. Hadn't done it since I uttered those two syllables. 20 somewhat years. So we go over to St. Louis. We go to the nursing home, and I got mom and put her in a, her wheelchair, or the nurses did, I think they did. And I said, well, is there some place I can go where we don't have all this noise? And I, well, yeah, you can go down the hall over there. There's a little place there. You'll find it. We did. So we wheeled mom, and uh, my wife, went, we went down there, and we wheeled her down into this little area. It was a little scenario with a TV, but the TV was off, I think it was. Or we shut it off. And I told her, I said, now, Mom, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And you don't have to say it because you're really talking to Jesus. You're not talking to me. So I just let her in what I knew of the, the sinner's prayer at that time. And I got done with the prayer, and I said, now, would you like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? She's just sitting there, and she looks over. You know, I'm kneeling down on the floor, Linda's standing up. She looks up at Linda. She looks down at me. She looks up at Linda. She looks down at me. She looks up at Linda. She looks down at me. She goes, yes. We looked at each other. We were shouting and jumping. She hadn't spoken a word in years. Hadn't spoken a word in years. Didn't understand anything anybody was saying. That we knew of. And that's when I, on the way home, we're excited, and I'm talking to the Lord, and I'm talking, you know, at the same time. I said, Lord, where did all this come from? He said, well, remember years ago when you were at that church in St. Louis, you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? He said, you had it all along, you just didn't use it. And you know what? Even at that time, I still didn't understand what I had. I didn't understand it. I didn't. Because had I understood it, I would have been using it more. Then I got around some word, word of faith preachers and teaching and that and started growing in the word, started learning about how do you grow. Well, you learn by reading the Bible, taking notes. And, and faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God over and over. And you hear the same thing over and over and over and over again. And eventually something clicks and it gets into you. And then you go to the next one. You just keep doing that over and over again. Over and over and over you don't ever, you know, and you, you develop a hunger. So what God's saying here in Ecclesiastes, he says, he says I, have, I have planted eternity in men's hearts and minds. Eternity. When does eternity start? That moment. It's not, he's not talking about in the future when you get to heaven. He's talking about he's planted mysteries in you. They're there. As you pray in the Spirit, those mysteries come out. Let's go to one scripture here real quick. In, um, let's see.
1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's come back to that one. Yeah. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul's talking about. I'm, I'm going to close here with this. You're familiar with that scripture in Psalm 42. It says, deep calleth unto deep. It's talking about deep things of the Spirit. The things available for you, if you want them. If you want them, you don't have to have them. I mean, you need them, but you don't, you know, God's not going to think any lesser of you. But there's some, things, some deep things he has for you, if you want them. If, if you want them. Paul says here in, in chapter 2, verse 1, he says, And I, brethren, came, when I came to you, I came not of excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit, verse 6, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect or mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto your glory, which none of the, the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. For as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him, but has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So your eye is not going to see it. Your ear is not going to hear it. You'll only get it from the deep things of God, from the Spirit of God to your spirit, and that will take you investing time in praying in the Spirit. He'll reveal mysteries to you. He'll reveal plans to you. He'll reveal what, what you're supposed to be doing in your life. He'll reveal to you who you're supposed to marry. He'll reveal to you where you're supposed to live, where you're going to church. That's why a lot of people are not here yet because they're not into the deep things of God yet. Paul said, I'd like to give you meat, but you're still on the milk of the word. So see, we're believing for these people that are on the milk of the word to get a hunger for the meat because if we bring a baby in here, I'm talking about a baby Christian, not a baby as in, you know, a newborn baby, I'm talking about a newborn Christian. That's why you can't get upset if they don't stay because they want milk and we're giving them a mistake. So don't think less of them because this is like too deep for me. They're just not there yet. Now, occasionally, and it does happen, you get somebody that they just got born again, and they have a hunger for meat. They want That happens. We don't determine that. All we do is we feed. We, we feed. But that's what Paul was saying here. He's saying, your eye will not see it, your ear will not hear it. It's for those that love God deeply and desire a deeper relationship, a deeper walk. There's benefits. 
What are the benefits? Psalm 103, forget not his benefits. Who forgives you of all of your sins. Who heals you of all your diseases. Those, those are the benefits it says in there. But if you're, if, you're, if you're hung up on milk, that's too deep for you. Well, how do I, how do I receive it? You're going to need... <laughs> have to be a hunger. And you develop that hunger by being around other people that are hungry. You develop it by being around babies. God is not going to think any lesser of a, of a person if they hang around babies. All right? But there's, he can only have them be fed baby food. So they're just going to get the milk of the word. So every Sunday, we're going to have a salvation call. Even though everybody in the church is saved and the pastor knows it, the organist knows it, the guy watching the doors knows it, everybody in here is saved. We're still going to have an altar call. Why? That's well, just what we do. This is the milk. We're not concerned that you've got trouble in your life that the Lord can handle because we don't even know how to handle it. We don't know how God would handle it. We don't know how to tell you God other than just trust the Lord. Why? Because we don't know the deep things of God. So, by the Spirit of God, He'll reveal those things to you as you spend time in prayer, seeking Him, praying. <clears throat> There's things in the Spirit I've seen happen as I've prayed in the Spirit. All right? for days, weeks, and then all of a sudden the answer comes to me. And I'm not even praying, and when the answer comes, a lot of times I'm not even praying in the Spirit. I'm just doing what I normally would do that day, working or working or working. <laughs> and the answer comes. You know, you're working at work, or you're working at home, or you know, you know what I'm saying. You're going through life, and all of a sudden, Something just comes up in your spirit and you go, well, that's what I've been asking you about. Timing, remember, the timing's his, not, not ours. Just like the van, the red van and the orange van. Timing's everything. Timing's everything. And if you get on God's time, you get on his time, your trust is in him, you know you got it. See, that's why God takes us away from the time thing. Because we'll always, look, we'll always look at the clock or the calendar and say, okay, on this date, that's when it's going to happen. No, faith is now. When do I get it? I got it now. When does it manifest, Pastor? That's what I really want to know. It's not your concern. You got it today or yesterday or last week or last. That's when you got it. It's just like Sister Donna and her green bean plants. When I handed her the beans, that's when she received it. Not yesterday when she went out and picked them. Three months ago when I handed her the beans and she took them home and she planted them, that's when she received it. But the manifestation, she didn't know. We didn't know. That's how faith acts. I got it today. The manifestation, I'm not even concerned about it. I'm not concerned about that. Because I know that day I said, I have it. That's when I got it. So Satan, you can't have it. You can't have, this. you can't have this in my life. You can't have my family member. You can't have my, 
my finances, you must take your hands off my finances. You must. Because I'm under the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus is on, on this situation. He's, I'm telling you folks, in the spirit of the realm, he is fleeing and he's screaming. I don't want to hear that blood. I don't want to hear Jesus. Because he, every time we use that name, he literally sees what Jesus did to him in hell. How Jesus paraded him through hell, a defeated foe. And exposed all the demons were looking at him. You're defeated, Satan. That picture is played over in, in, in Satan's mind constantly when we stand on the blood. That's why it says, submit to God, resist the devil, flee. Imagine having that, that video play in your head for what, over 2,000 years. How many videos has he watched of that in 2,000 years? We probably can't count that high. That's why he, 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 he flees from us. Did you get something today? Praise God. Spend more time praying in the Spirit. Pray out those mysteries. Pray things in the Spirit. And I'm telling you, there's things that, that the Lord will do in your life and you, you won't even understand why, why this happened in your life. Well, you will because you're right. Oh, I've been praying in the Spirit. Even though it's natural, I've been saying some things. But there's some things just in the Spirit They'll only be revealed in the Spirit. By you praying in the Spirit. God will never tell you. He'll never tell you. He'll never tell you. Unless you pray in the Spirit. And then it, he doesn't have to tell you, but a lot of times he'll reveal things to you. A lot of times he'll, he'll reveal it to you. Glory to God. Let's stand up. Praise God. Thank you, Father.